Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. We grow up and that's all we freaking see is, man, if you hit success, you're going to turn into the douche canoe freaking asshole that nobody wants to be around. (laughs) Yep. You're going to be judged. Your family's going to hate you. You're going to be the odd man, odd person out. You're going to be the black sheep. You know, you're going to be the, 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 the rich, the rich guy that, that hurts, you know, hurts poor people as a result. You're going to get selfish. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get slimy. You're, you're just, you know, if you're in sales, you're just a slime. You're just trying to take money from people. You don't, you know, what, what you have the offer isn't valuable. You're just, you're just tricking, tricking money away from people. All right, Mike. So we're going to dive straight into this thing. And I'm really fascinated. You've got a statement you put out there. It says there's uh, the distance between there's two parts to goal setting, the distance between here and your goals, this, the, the psychological distance and the tactical distance. Absolutely. Walk me through what you mean by the psychological distance and the tactical distance, man. We're hitting it hard and fast. That's, that's beautiful. So that's, that's the story of Donnie's life <laughs> with a sword. Um, so Listen, I, on my podcast, I say I'm not a hustle whore and a grind guru, right? So, and, and, and I'll never be, and that's just not what I espouse. It's not who I want to be, and it's not what I, it's not what I encourage. The um, what I what I see in the world is a lot of folks talk about the tactical, just do, 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 action, 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 action. And what I see so often, Donnie and Kevin, is that inside there there are these people. You can go to a conference and you can give this, you give a hundred people the same exact nugget, step by step, process step one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way to to the end result. And you'll have five people get great results because the other ninety five, they're 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 holding doubt, they're paralyzed by fear. They, they don't believe something's available to them. They feel fundamentally flawed as a human being. They're scared of, of leaving their family behind, right? When, when they create these results and they create these, this wealth and they create this success and, you know, maybe they grew up in a family full of, you know, blue collar workers. And now you're going to, they're going to take results. That's going to make them a millionaire. And you've just given them this step-by-step recipe. And what they're, what's going to happen is at the Thanksgiving dinner table, they're going to be abandoned by their family. And all this shit is inside of them. And 
we say, just take action. And what we don't help them understand, what we don't do is help them understand that there's internal conflicts that are probably keeping you from taking full empowered action step one, step two, step three. And this is why some people just like, you give them the process, man, they're all in and they crush it immediately. But some people can't get up off the couch. It's the psychological distance. And, and when I, you know, when I share this from the stage, where I, 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 you know, I show, you know, a distance between my left hand and my right hand. And I say the, the tactical distance is about 5% of the, the total distance between here and your goals. 95% is the psychological distance. It's, it's your mind, your, your, your mental makeup, right? It's your mindset. It's your heart set. It's, am, am I just in it for myself or am I, am I hurting people in the process? It's about what's happening inside of your mind and body that would keep you taking full empowered action that would create the results. And this is why you see some people can and some people just won't. It's not that they can't. They just won't. So we, we know hard work is not just the answer, right? We know th there's, there's hard work, right? You're going to work sure. your ass off building Absolutely. a company, right? It's just, it's just part of the process, but the sheer hard work, every farmer in America would be millionaires, right? You know, so we know that it's, it's more than that, but I think oftentimes people don't know the psychological things that are kicking their ass or they have a general idea so, so how does somebody dive into what is actually it, fear of success, fear of hard work, fear of could they handle it when they get there? How does somebody unleash and discover a lot of those psychological triggers, if you will? Yeah, man, great question. And I really think it takes getting, and this is the hardest thing for a human being to do, getting radically honest and getting rad radically in tune with you and who you are. And, and how do you mind. do that? Because sit, that's, that's, that's the answer, right? You sit the fuck down on the couch for a sustained period of time. You close your eyes, you breathe, and you understand what do I believe is true about me, about the world, about life? What do I believe reality is? What do I think is true that might not be? What does like someone, it, it, man, the greatest piece of money advice I ever got in my life is, it, you know, if, if you want to become a millionaire and you, you want to become radically wealthy, don't ask somebody who's broke for money advice, right? You, you, you don't ask somebody who's, who's a failure for, for advice on how to become successful. But those people that are wealthy and successful believe things that people that are failures and broke don't believe. They, they hold beliefs that are different than the people that are on the couch that are, or, or that are just going to a job and feel like they can't, they can't get away from their job, right? Success Champion Networking has been by far the coolest project we've ever built. You know, bringing together like-minded, badass CEOs and business owners that are rapidly growing and scaling your business. When you do networking the right way, you can't help but, you know, open doors for others, help others build their businesses, and they help you build yours. You know, it's time that networking got an upgrade. And with Success Champions Networking, we've literally changed and solved the problem of what most people hate about networking, you know, no multi-level marketing, you know, no scams, you know, you've got to be a legit badass to be a part of these groups. So if you're looking to up your game, grow your business, scale and go bigger, come hang out at successchampionnetworking.com. Our beliefs determine how we show up and what we perceive is true and what we perceive is real. Someone who's rich thinks of money, believes about money, 
believes, has a money mindset that's different than somebody who's broken. And unless you get in so and here, see what you believe and what your perspective is and what your thoughts are about money, you're never really going to know why money is so hard for you to make. So well, here's my struggle is, with this because then, then bail me out of this one, Kevin, because I'm going to go down a fucking rabbit hole on this one because the struggle is is – Everybody goes, okay, you got to think bright. You got to have a better thought process. You've yeah. got to, you know, think happy thoughts or whatever else. And, and there's so much more to this than this idea of think happy thoughts, think about money in a different light. I mean, I know that's the words that are said, but that's not an easy mechanism for people to wrap their head around. And then they go off to this thing of, well, I can just fucking think my way to freaking wealth. And it's not true. You can't just no. think your way to wealth. And, and, that, and that's certainly 1,000% not what I'm saying. So when I started my business, and, and you know, we're all in the sales business, right? Every, everyone who's an entrepreneur, everyone who has a business, we're in, we're in the, the business of sales, right? In one way, shape, or form. And I remember when I started my business six years ago, and this was, I went from corporate executive to now an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, and, and I, you eat what you kill right? The only way I was going to get fed is if I fucking killed the thing. So the point yep. being is when at that point in my life, I felt that money was my survival. Money was my mechanism for survival. That, that is the belief that I held. And I had held it for 43, 44 years. Money equals survival. Lack of money equals death. Now, when I jumped on a phone with folks, that belief showed up. That money was survival. So now I didn't want to take that other person's life. Me asking for money from someone was literally taking their life away and, and, cool and way to look at putting it. their fucking survival in jeopardy. And as long as I saw money equals life, money equals survival, money equals breathing, as long as I saw that, I couldn't fucking like, like spit the words out to try to take money from them or try to ask for reciprocation for service for value in, 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 you know, in a receptive mode until I resolved that, until I saw that and saw that it wasn't true. And until I resolved that internal conflict, making money sales was really fucking difficult for me. But as soon as I saw it, I could make that switch and say, wow, I, I see where that belief came from. I see how it's untrue. And now I'm not taking someone's life when I ask them for reciprocity on, on, for a value in exchange. So th this whole psychological thing with the beliefs and, you know, and the roadblocks and everything, it, it's really interesting because this is the part of uh, Donnie and me where we butt heads the most. Uh, and it's really because completely different personalities. Donnie is the extrovert. He's all into, you know, he's having uh, uh, light bulbs going off over his head, like on a daily, sometimes hourly basis of things he's learning about himself, where I am on the completely opposite spectrum, where I am uh, the, the introvert, the high C personality, where I've been very pragmatic my 50 years of my life. It's like, well, this is how I am. And then how do I work with what is here? And, and coming up with, you know, what is my solution to work the workarounds for my personality intricacies? Um, so, you know, we've, we've like nearly like come to blows of, on this whole topic. You know, if we weren't five states away from each other, one of us probably would have been strangling the other one in a couple <laughs> different conversations we had. But so it's, it's been really hard 
just for me, and I think a lot of people have this concept as well of, you know, just understanding, all right, so what do I need to think about? What is the part that I actually need to dive deeper in, you know, and recognizing that, oh, I wonder why I look at money this way. Oh, I wonder why I react like this to this uh, stimulus. You know, I, you know, I've Donnie's really made forced me to have to be really much more self-aware about these things and say, Oh, I should dive into that and figure that thing out. I, I think that's the hard part for a lot of people is just having that recognition, that basic recognition of what they need to look at and think about. Yeah. So look, there's nothing that'll grow us as human beings more than owning a business. Like you're guaranteed. There's fucking nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. There's you, every, every emotion, every thought, every feeling, every fear, every worry is going to surface. You're going to ride the cycle, right? So there's nowhere to hide as entrepreneurs. We have that blessing. We, we have, we get to experience all of this fear and work through it. We get to experience all the anxiety and, and the kind conflict and work through it. And I think that is the most successful entrepreneurs, people that get traction in their business are action takers. But it's what do you do in response when you take that action and you feel that feeling? What do you do? Do you try to pretend it's not there? Do you try to just just bang through it and just like in the Marine Corps way, just freaking like destroy the enemy? Or do you say, do you take time, take a breath and say, hey, what the hell's going on in my mind and my body? And this is all I'm advocating. I'm not advocating not taking action. I'm, t- I'm talking about taking massive action. And then when you recognize the wall that you keep running into, recognizing there's something here that I'm not seeing. I'm, there's so a is wall it as simple as, yeah, is, is, is it as simple as, okay, this money issue keeps popping up. Like I, yeah. I keep coming and refining myself back to this particular place, or I keep hitting this ceiling with number of clients in that, is it? Taking two seconds to dive in what's going on mentally that's getting me there. Absolutely. Because I know Kevin tends to go at it from a from a more mechanical of what are we doing to allow us to not go above that. How does somebody explore the mental side of why do I bump here? Yeah. So I, there's a guy that I work with. I still currently work with him and and he, um, he was a 10 year tenured teacher and got out of the public school system, had golden handcuffs, you know, tore them off and, and bought a franchise. Now he's got five territories in, in a franchise, two different States guys, you know, he's, he's, absolutely crushing it from educator to entrepreneur in, in a couple, just a couple of years, he's absolutely dominating. But what happened is when he had his one franchise, when he had his one location, his first location, he needed 10 employees to start to break a barrier to, to get through. Okay. And like in, in this certain revenue threshold that he wanted to break through, what would happen is he would get the 10 and then he would come back to eight. He'd get the 10, he'd have, he'd come back to nine, he'd get the 10 and then he'd come out down to seven. And he rode this cycle for a while until we started understanding that he was scared of money. <laughs> he was scared of having money. The, the guy was literally- and how did you figure that out? So when we keep hitting up against a certain barrier, so you guys ever read the book, The, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? Been okay. a while, but yes. It, 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 it's all about that upper limit problem. It's all about there's only a certain amount of wealth, success, and happiness you'll allow in your life without fucking yourself up. 
You'll find once you hit that barrier, you'll you'll make it go away until you recognize that you keep self-sabotaging and to stay below this barrier. And this is why he would get to 10 and he would he would knock it off and get to 10 and get knock it off because 11, 12, 13 meant he was going to outshine the rest of his family. And he was always taught that when you have a lot of money by his family, when you have a lot of money, you're, you should be ashamed of having money. And this is why his whole family were teachers, because you serve the public. You don't make money. It's not about you. It's about it's about impacting society. So he was impacting society. But that programming that he, that he like assumed as a child from everybody in his family said, I can't serve and have money until we broke through that. And he started to see that he was the one causing his problems. Whenever something happened, whenever he would get to 10, he would find a way to make people go away. And as soon as he saw it, then he got to see, okay, I'm causing this problem. I can be the solution too. Then he started breaking through. But this all goes back to, if you look at, you know, look, look in, in, in sports, when you've got someone who goes from the, the streets, right? That the, they're, they're absolutely born in poverty. They work their ass off. They go through the collegiate ranks. They get drafted. They have a multi-million dollar contract. They go, they're, they're a successful athlete. They, they, they retire and a couple of years later, they're fucking bankrupt. They were they they didn't have the acumen. They 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 didn't have the awareness. They weren't calibrated for wealth. They were calibrated for poverty and they never took the time to to really get comfortable sitting in wealth. Is this making sense? We keep returning to comfort zone and often our comfort zone is just what we're familiar with, not not what's comfortable in our life from a material perspective. So when you're comfortable being broke, when you're wealthy, it feels dangerous. It feels unfamiliar. It feels uncommon. You feel like a fish out of water and unconsciously, this is the important part. Unconsciously, you try to get back to familiar circumstances. And that's what he was doing. He would hit the wall, hit the ceiling at 10 and bounce himself back down subconsciously until, until we noticed it and corrected it. It's all psychological. So it's just fascinating to me because I think, there's a lot of people in the world that are trying to break down this process for people, you know, uh, and, and help them understand that understanding the dude in the mirror is the answer almost every time. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and understand what we're make of what we think about and how we show up. We don't often, I think, slow down enough to go, okay, we keep ending up in this particular place to yeah. to explore it. And I think that's that's a struggle. So you mentioned at one point people should sit down on a couch, freaking take kind of a self-assessment and go, really, what I what do I think about? I think society as a whole is more scared to understand what they truly believe because they haven't. You know, explore that enough. The scariest thing for a human being is to understand what's happening in their mind and their body. It's freaking frightening in there when when you're so used to you know just distracting. Because there's a vulnerability, right? Oh hell yeah, you got to get radically honest with yourself and 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 like if if you haven't started the process, who the hell wants to understand? about themselves, right? We, we grow up and I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in a blue collar, 
uh, middle class, lower middle class, blue collar family. I was raised with tons and tons of religious guilt. Uh, my father taught me that making money was hard and you've got to work hard. You got to get dirty. You got to do shit you hate for a living. My parents taught me that marriage was hard and, and, and like you, I mean, the rich were slimy and greedy and, and they were, you know, they were all crooks. And I mean, there wasn't anybody good that wasn't like a blue collar worker, right? That wasn't a union right. worker. And the point being is when you, when you grow up in that environment, that's what you believe is true about the world. Even though you see other people that aren't living in that, you can't get past the unconscious limitations and the unconscious beliefs unless you sit down and reflect on what the hell do I, did I learn as a child? What did I learn? I, and and I go, I'll go back to, I know we're, we're talking about business, but I'll go back to two things, the religious guilt, right? So I grew up believing that I was broken because I was born. I was broken just from my first breath. Literally, somebody had to die so that because I was a sinner, like, and I was an infant, and, and it didn't make sense to me. So my my entire life, put that way, it's pretty fucking funny. And I, and I went to, I went to Catholic school and with people pointing to this cross saying he died for your sins. I'm like I I was a fucking baby. I didn't have any sins, right? So that was one. And no, so there was always this feeling that I was broken and flawed. And there was something wrong with me, right? There, I should be ashamed of myself is what I heard 10,000 times my, my, my upbringing. But the second I saw my parents fight over everything. And I, I started bringing that shit into my marriage. Like when marriage was easy, I thought there was something wrong with it because at an unconscious level, you're just trying to repeat what you already know. So, you know, somebody who just like Donnie gets into business, just dominates and crushes it. You know, you, you've got, you're sitting on some healthy beliefs, man. But I've seen some people that are multimillionaires that have an absolute conflict ridden marriage, right? Yeah. But a lot of these beliefs have come from building a business, right? I can't tell yeah. you that, that I was this guy before building a business it's come from taking the fucking licks screwing everything the fuck up and learning from those fuck ups and keep and, moving and, forward and, i mean and, and check this out this is the coolest thing because this is probably what you did donnie you're, you're you're gifted and you might not even even known what you did so scientists go the best scientists in the world go to work every day to disprove what they know every every great scientist not, not, the, not, not like that, Doctor Fauci, right? But every <laughs> great, every great needle-moving, innovative, impactful scientist and medical practitioner goes to work every day to disprove what they know, because they know. Look, if you look back a thousand years ago, we there was there were people who thought they knew it all. They had no idea, right? At one point. We thought 30 miles an hour was as fast as a human being could travel before they exploded. And someone had to go 31 miles an hour to disprove it. Does this make sense? And that's a true story. At, at one point, our, what, what was modern science thought that the human body could only endure 30 miles per hour before it exploded. And someone had to disprove it. The greatest scientists in the world don't go to work every day to prove themselves true. They go to work every day to disprove themselves. And Donnie, what you did as you grew your business is you kept disproving your beliefs and you probably didn't even know it. But you know what? Yeah, you're right. I would agree with that. 
There are people, and that's what, that's what set you apart. But there are people right now, if you go into a conference room, when I go into a conference room with a hundred people and I teach, there are five people that are willing to disprove themselves. And there's a hundred, there's 95 people that are, are ready and they're trying to prove themselves right and trying to live from their belief system instead of break down their belief system. The, it, there's two thoughts going through my head as you talk. There's one, it's the, it's the Roger Bannister thing, right? Nobody could break the four minute mile until Roger Absolutely did. And then right. it was like a few weeks later, like four other guys fucking crushed it. Right. Yep. So, so that, that thought process going through my head, but I would say for me, I didn't know that this was a thing that, that I could go to work on myself. Right. That I, yeah. right. Cause nobody was out there as, as a kid growing up going, Hey, you should like to do it in the mirror. You should, you know, think about what you think about. You should, you know, work on yourself. Nobody talks about that shit growing up, especially when we went to the fucking military. Nobody's damn sure talking about it there. <laughs> right. You know, right. It's, it's too woo woo. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, uh, and Kevin loves this woo-woo stuff. We're getting him in here a little bit more, right? <laughs> Me too. You know? Me too. <laughs> so, but, the, but you know, at some point... It's almost... I mean, because for, for me, I had to hit fucking rock bottom in building a business before I really was like, all right, fuck it, dude. I got to figure me out. Yep. Yeah, you know, and I had to like the dude in the mirror. And uh, I think a lot because of how people show up in life they're not putting themselves in a situation to take the hits or hit rock bottom to be able to understand that they've got to dive into their world. The life is good enough, if you will. Yeah. Right. So if somebody's listening to this and they're going, okay, there's something here. Mm-hmm. I've got to figure out how to take the hits. I got to figure out how to explore. We've talked about sitting down and getting quiet with yourself. When I sit down and get quiet, the fuck am I actually doing? <laughs> ask, <laughs> ask yourself high level questions. What do I believe? What do I want? Why do I believe I can't have it? Do I believe I can have it? Why, why can other people have it if I can't? Why do I feel like it's not available to me? Like, why, why do I believe that other people, other human beings are more exceptional than me? Why do I think like, if you look at pedestals, we put like, when someone's, in a place of insignificance, they put people up on pedestals. When when other people are, when, when some people are in a place of insignificance, they put themselves up on a pedestal or they want to be put up on a pedestal. So why do we feel, and, and I'm just going to share my beliefs, why would we ever feel like another human being that has trillions of cells, blood, the same body fluids, the same, like, I mean, they're just a human being. Why do we feel like there are exceptional human beings and there are are human beings that aren't designed to be exceptional? The only thing different is their experiences, their beliefs, their, their courage, the amount of, and, and, and I'm going to define courage in this way, right? Donnie, we, 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 in the Marine Corps, I think we were, we were taught courage, but we didn't know what we were being taught. I didn't anyway. Courage is the willingness to feel fear and still move towards the, the target, right? right. The, so, and, and if you look at society, society is trying to numb their, their, their fear. They're trying to numb their anxiety. They're trying to numb their emotions. They're trying to make, they're trying to make them go away, make the difficult emotions go away. And as entrepreneurs, as Marines, as National Guardsmen, Kevin, uh, you know, what we're taught is is to feel whatever. And, and, you know, some people say, fuck your feelings, right? But the point is, is feel whatever you're feeling. Yep, 
You're a human being. You have emotions and go. Don't let that hold you back. That is what separates an exceptional entrepreneur from someone else. We're not afraid to be failures. We're not afraid to make mistakes. We're not afraid to feel fear. We're not afraid to go go broke. We're not afraid of these things. We're not afraid of of healthy risk. We're not afraid of risk. We're not afraid of, of hearing the words no. This is what separates us. All those things, those things, that list that I just gave you triggers emotion in some people that they are not willing to feel and they're not willing to handle. And this is also why we procrastinate. We procrastinate for one single reason, difficult emotions. We don't want to feel difficult emotions. You don't want to feel like you can't. You don't want to feel like you're 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 fail. You're a failure. You don't want to feel inadequate. You don't want to feel significant. You want you want to feel complete, right? The reason we procrastinate is because we don't want to feel difficult emotions, guys. This this emotional thing has the world in freaking turmoil. Right. And this again, the, 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 the entrepreneurs, the Marines, the, the military folks that excel, the business leaders that excel. It's not that they don't have emotion. It's not that they don't have doubt. It's they know how to work through it and still carry out the mission. So, I, dude, I love this. And I love I'm actually taking notes as you're talking. because I just love some of your key talking points. Um, uh, Kevin's going to get go nuts later because I just had a whole <laughs> bunch of light bulbs go off. But uh, I, I'm really curious to circle back to something you said earlier. And I want to get Kevin's opinion before you respond on this, Mike. Kevin, just because you're so pragmatic, right? You're so tactical when you think about it. when he says sit down and, t- and ask the big questions. Like, you know, uh, from like an emotional standpoint, what do you hear? I mean, wh- what goes through your head as you're thinking, okay, now I'm supposed to sit down on a fucking couch and ask myself why I don't do whatever. I, I don't know what goes through my head when I hear that. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it's literally just asking why. And it's, you know, we talk about asking why when we talk about uh, marketing and developing your marketing statements. And we talk about avatar development. We talk about why when uh, I just did a training on process uh, optimization and we talked about do, asking the five whys in there. And, it you know, it it's, it just kind of makes now, now it just starts to kind of make sense to me that, you know, you need to ask the, the whys about the, 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 uh, the, the stuff going on in your head as well. And you just got to keep, you know, it, it's, you ask the first why, you know, you start with that, you know, all right, so why is this a thing? Why do I keep getting blocked here? Why do I keep doing this? And then come up with an answer and say, all right, now why is that? And you yes. just got to keep asking that why over and over. Mike, well and done I, I because think... you got that to him. That's, that's seriously well done. <laughs> and that's the only reason I'm asking is because not, not, not that he's a skeptic of anything, yeah. but you know, he has to come at it from a very practical manner. I think it's helpful for a lot of our listeners to hear that. Well, and it is a, and that, that is a really practical matter. It's just that people are, you know, especially us, you know, and when I say us, me and people like me uh, who are, who are more introverted, (laughs) those people, uh, those people, (laughs) Oh, you're one of those, Uh, you know, the people who tend to be a little more introverted and, are already comfortable in kind of just being in their thoughts anyway and just being themselves and and we tend to be much more analytical and we go down the negative route you know we but we don't ask the why question you know we're in our up in our head all the time 
uh, and that's a thing. The why question I think is important and it's really good for people like us to learn because it actually allows us to focus that analytical power that we have going on. That all the chaos in our head already, the why allows you to focus it. And instead of just letting it roam around and go down some rabbit hole, because Donnie's gotten some of the calls where I've gone down the rabbit hole. It's like, all right, you need to talk me off the ledge because here's where my brain has been going the last 36 hours over the weekend that we haven't been working on stuff. You know, and so, but that's what happens. The why is the prism. It's the focusing tool that allows you to put all that energy that we're already doing and, and focus it on the right stuff. Can, can I give you two examples? Kevin, that was awesome. Great. I I loved hearing that reflected back. Can I give you guys two examples of how this, how this is true? Okay. Number one is I worked with this guy. He was a, um, he was a nine figure guy, right? Net worth easy. Um, and, and he's the, but by far, I, I, those aren't my typical, the typical people I work with. That was an anomaly, right? It was a lot of fun though. But, uh, anyway, the, the work that we did together and I worked for him a couple with him a couple years and the work that we did was, let me sum it up all in one, in one, uh, he, he had, he had kind of like closed down one project. And he was in this void and he knew something, he knew something was up internally. He just wasn't, he just wasn't a very fulfilled, very happy human being. And let me sum up two years, uh, in, in one sentence, I need more money. Right. So nine figures of net worth and like not a, when I, when we did the math, Hey, take your, your, you know, your monthly expenses divided by, you know, your net worth, how many, you know, how many weeks and I, I was it was it was tongue in cheek how many weeks of expense coverage do you have you know and he's like fucking year lifetimes it's like all right so do you need more money and he's like he's like I, I don't but you know money 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 and it was just he was that was it because he had never taken time to understand why he was so anchored in what money what role money played in his life it was his identity Money was not a, a currency to him. Money was his identity. And he was here. And if he wasn't making money, he felt broke. If he wasn't accumulating wealth, he felt broken. And it wasn't that money was just like at this point, it was all freaking monop- monopoly money for him. But he never took any time to say, why am I so driven by money? Because he had massive money fears. If he, st- if he stopped, it wasn't about net worth for that guy. It was about income. If the income stopped, he was, he was about to go broke. It was all going to fall apart. It was, he was so financially fragile inside and he never took the time to reflect it. What, what would happen is when he felt that financial fragility, he would go out and make more money and that would soothe it for a, for a period of time. But you know what? And oh, no, I'll go into the second. I'll go into the second. Um, my wife and I didn't have a great marriage when uh, we got married in 2001 and we didn't, we didn't have a great relationship. And we, we, we didn't, we were, we were toxic. We were, you know, drinking ourselves to death and, and there wasn't a lot of harmony in in our marriage and in our, in our relationship. And we had this great idea. You know what we need? We need to move across the country. So we moved from Maryland to to Portland, Oregon. And then guess what? We had, you know, really non-harmonious marriage and there was a lot of conflict and there was a lot of, you know, abuse. And, and I mean, we, our house wasn't a very happy place to live in. And we got a great idea. Hey, let's move. All we need to do is move. And then we moved to St. Louis, Missouri, right outside of St. Louis is where we live now. And you know what? We brought a disharmonious, unhappy, unhealthy, conflict-ridden, uh, you know, 
uh, relationship and family. My kids grew up in physical, mental, emotional abuse in a household. It was all conflict, conflict and drama. The, the key aspects of this, guys, is you have to live with yourself the rest of your fucking life. And you're, you're not going to escape money fragility with money. And you're not going to escape a, a damaging uh, relationship with your wife by moving across the country. No matter where you go, there you are. There's no reason like not to sit down and understand and, and develop a healthier relationship with yourself. That'll help you break through some of this shit. And you'll see that, that these obstacles and challenges, these mental and emotional obstacles and challenges, they don't stand up to, to scrutiny when we start to understand them and un start to unpack them. That dude didn't need more money. The reason that my marriage, it seems stupid now, the reason my marriage wasn't healthy wasn't because of the geographical location we lived in, but we just never took time to investigate it, to analyze yeah, it, right? I I still live, not, not the bad marriage thing, but the, you can't run away from you thing, man. I did that for fucking years trying me, to run away from who I was too. and the same shit just kept showing the fuck up, man. Absolutely. No so, matter where you go, there you are, man. There, yeah, you're not going to get away. You've got to deal with yourself for the next, you know, couple decades. Why not develop a healthier relationship with yourself? Fucking agree. Agree. Um, I want to circle back to the guy who had the limiting belief and he kept stacking up against the 10 employees yep. and he couldn't mm -hmm. push through that. Sure. What was the mechanics that he did to fucking be able to push through that and then open up the other territories and everything? What what flipped the script for him? Yeah. I, I, so where my desk is right now is where I used to have a desk. <laughs> and I'm telling you all this for no reason whatsoever. But <laughs> I'm painting a visual in my, my mind. But I was literally in this spot when I was sitting, you know, but facing the other way. But when I was talking to him on the phone and I, I we, we, we recognized a pattern of getting the 10 and fucking it up, right? and driving it back. And, and literally when, when we looked at the pattern, I said, tell me how many employees you've had, you know, give me the cycle. And, and he started talking about that. And every time he hit 10, it went away. Every time he hit 10, it went away. And when I said, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of beyond 10? And he said, I'm afraid of nothing, right? Our conscious mind says, well, I want, I'm, afraid, I'm not afraid of anything. I was like, no, hold on, slow down, breathe. You're afraid of something on the other side of 10. What does, what does being on the other side of 10 mean? Like, why are you trying to get to the other side of 10? Because that's when my financial breakthrough is going to happen. I said, what happens with your life if you have a financial breakthrough? And a high quality question drives a high quality answer. And he said, my family starts to judge me. There you go. You're scared of your family. Are you scared of your family judging you? He said, yeah, I think about it all the time cool. So are you, are you willing to leave them behind if they continue to be judgmental assholes? And at that point he said, yeah, you know what, if that's what it takes in order for me to, you know, live life on my terms and, 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 and push through. And if they're going to like peel themselves away because of my success, yeah, it's probably better off that I just, you know, let, leave them behind. And then before you know it, he had 11 and 12 and 13 because the unconscious, like, self-sabotage mechanism went away and it became conscious. And then, then he got to live in his power instead of this unconscious uh, fear that was driving it. Guys, like self-sabotage is real. Like the, the main reason that most people are broke is because they, they can't imagine themselves wealthy. It's not because they can't make money. We can all make money. It's because it's frightening to be wealthy. It, it, I mean, come on, let's be honest, success and, and, and wealth, it's a little, it's a little scary sometimes. 
Well, right? and it's always painted in a bad light, right? I mean, every movie, everything, the the rich white dude's a fucking asshole that treats <laughs> everybody like shit. Right. You know, and so that's, per, you know, we grow up and that's all we freaking see is, man, sure. if you hit success, you're going to turn into the douche canoe freaking asshole that nobody wants to be around. <laughs> yep. You're going to be judged. Your family's going to hate you. You're going to be the odd man, odd person out. You're going to be the black sheep. You know, you're going to be the, 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 the rich, the rich guy that, that hurts, you know, hurts poor people as a result. You're going to get selfish. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get slimy. You're, you're just, you know, if you're in sales, you're just a slime. You're just trying to take money from people. You don't, you know, what, what you have the offer isn't valuable. You're just, you're just tricking, tricking money away from people. I mean, these are all, these are all beliefs that, that, that we have to like resolve. I mean, look, if you're Donnie and you have a fucking red cape, man, you wear a red cape, you know, with an S on your chest every day or, or a DB, whatever. Oh, dude, realize. for me, it'd be a Harry Potter wand and cape. So, I mean, let's get real. <laughs> uh, uh, unless you have a cape, man, and you're just like, beating down all these beliefs and you're running into them every day. And, and if, if you're not like self-aware, they're going to stop you because, you know, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to abandon your family consciously. You don't want to, you don't want to outshine your family consciously. You don't want to, you don't want to rub their nose in anything and, and you don't want to abandon your roots oftentimes until you make a conscious choice that if it's between what I want and, and what you want for me, then you lose. Right. Why do you have a belief that most people aren't really living, but trying to prevent death? Yeah, because fear drives this world. Take, take, a, take a look around, right? How many people Mondays suck and Fridays are awesome? The weekends, the, uh, the goal and vacations, the target. I mean, if you think about five out of seven days, most people hate where they are five out of seven days and they hate what they do five out of seven days and they celebrate their, their, their a couple, you know, couple days a week that they're off. So if, if we live in a world where most people can't stand where they go and where they are and someone else controls their time and they don't have time freedom and they don't have, they don't have decisiveness over their calendar and they can't say yes when they want to say yes and no when they want to say no. And they do things that they can't stand and they work for people that they, they hate working for and they don't have the ability to, to, to live life on their terms. It's pretty fear-based, right? They don't yeah, believe in themselves. Sure. They don't believe in themselves enough. To, uh, to take a leap, to bet on themselves. That's all fear-based. That's all survival-based, right? So there's two modes. I, I, I see two modes of living. One is survival mode and one is creation mode. And entrepreneurs, right? Successful entrepreneurs, we're in creation mode. We're always creating that next level of outcome, that next, next level of achievement. Where if you look at the mass of society, they're earning $50,000 a year. They're just trying to pay their mortgage. This is why a little rise in interest rates and people start losing their homes and they go upside down in their mortgages. People are li literally living in survival mode. The, the struggle that I find is that I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs. So when we are surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurs, sometimes we lose touch with how many people aren't entrepreneurs and how much That's struggle so fucking and, true, and right? how much struggle they actually have in their lives when they haven't created financial freedom or time freedom. Look, I don't know about you guys, but I wake up when I want, I go where I want, I do what I want, I say yes when I want to say yes, and I say no when I want to say no. And I get I get to live life on my terms and I think it's a beautiful thing. But for 43 years, man, I lived life according to everybody else's wishes for me and that including my employers where no you can't i know it i know it's your anniversary but i need you here 
And the only thing you could do is, you know, get up on a Saturday morning and say, well, okay, yes, sir, because I'm afraid of losing my job, right? So, I mean, just take a second and look how much fear is in the economy. Just take a look at it. It's insane. Yeah, I, I, and I, I hadn't thought about until you said it that we we were surrounded by entrepreneurs. We don't often see like everybody's talking about the impact and and the housing market and everything else. And I'm over here like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know, you know, (laughs) know, and which is which is sad because it means we are somewhat out of touch with what's going on the mainstream. But in that same vein. I only want to be surrounded by people that are getting after it and, and going for it. You, you are yeah. absolutely right. And and, and, well, and I want that too. I want that too. It's just don't for, don't ever forget how many people are struggling in this world. Yeah. And that's not our responsibility to solve that shit. I'm not saying that. We're we're right, here to right, help right. them with our with our businesses and with our mission and, and with our talents. But you know, and, and we, we don't live in a state of sympathy and, and, and pity. But the point is is don't ever lose touch with the fact that we are exceptional in certain ways. Sorry, yeah, Kevin. I, I think uh, oh no that's fine. I, I think a, a lot of that is you know really that we look at the world is we control our outcome. Absolutely. And it's, and it's much more or less of, you know, looking at like the real estate stuff or the, the recession. Um, you know, we, we don't look at it as a reception because like, well, I just got to go, I got to go do things. I got to go sell. I got to do business development. You know, people are still spending money and we look at it very matter of factly as, you know, there are still people out there that are spending money. Yeah. And whereas other people are looking at all the outside influences and letting those impact them. And they're letting that guide their thinking as opposed to taking a step back and saying, you know, there's not a recession. You know, these people are still spending all this money. I can go do this. I can sell to these people. Or, you know, how do we shift to fit the current market? You know, it's much more of a proactive thought process for us, I think, as entrepreneurs, as it is for the people who are just getting bombarded with all the bad, all the bad publicity. True story. During the Great Depression, there were many, many thousands of people in food lines and there were people with three jobs. And there were, you know, you get what you look for when you, when you look for no jobs, you're going to find no jobs. When you look for jobs, you're going to find three. And, and again, I'm going to separate their entrepreneurs, right? And then they're successful entrepreneurs. So there are people that, you know, we are unemployable when, when we're successful entrepreneurs, we're no longer employable. Like that, that door, that window has closed and we are like, I am unemployable at this point. We don't look for opportunities. We create them, but we don't, we don't chase, we don't chase success. We choose it. Right. Is it, is this fair to say? And there are still people out there looking, they're hoping for their next deal. They, they're not going to create it. They're hoping for their next deal. This is the same as just, just go and stand in a food line. And, and, and I'm not trying to minimize, you know, the difficulty of this thing, but there's, there, uh, there are literally entrepreneurs that wake up and they choose their next client. They choose their next deal. Like it's going to happen. I just, you know, how many phone calls do I need to make to get it? And, and there are people that won't pick up the phone because they don't know. And I'm glad you next- put that on there because uh, in the back of my head, I kept hearing the, that there's, there's a choosing them. They're choosing to do the activities that's going Absolutely. to bring them that client. Yeah. Right? No, but, but, but I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a level of certainty, 
right? There's a level of yes, certainty. Yes. And, and if this I put next, in the work, I will get X result. Yeah, I, well, I will. I will have a new client today, and now I just have to pick up the phone enough times to make that happen. But I'm choosing that I'm going to get a new client today, right? It's yeah. it's like the story you tell Donnie about the guy who promised his daughter that if he did a a sale. If I sell one, close one deal every week, we'll go to Disneyland. And you know, and she, then he comes home, and you know, she would ask every Friday, "Did you close a deal? Did you sell something, Daddy?" And the one week that he came home and had to tell her no. He, she, you know, obviously the child, you know, girl busts down in tears and is, you know, just heartbroken that she's not going to get to go to, to, uh, to Disney world. And he made the choice. He's like, I am going to make calls. And he went out and sold stuff and he made sure he was selling stuff more than he needed to. Yeah, so he so didn't have that rest, happen again. Rest of that year, he sold two deals every week every, for the rest of that year, just to make sure he never did that shit again. But he made the choice to go do the thing that he knew he yes. had to do to to hit his level what he, his vision of success was yeah and his vision of success was making his daughter happy in this it, case and, and and look I again I don't think I don't think we're more significant or more valuable than other human beings that that's not the play I don't I don't think one no it's it's, it's Rocky Balboa and and what I mean by that is it's a hundred percent take the hit and keep moving forward. I, I got fired from my second uh, executive level position after 16 years of success. I got fired from from two in about 20 months. And it was just because I was 300 pounds. I was suicidal. I was drinking at toxic levels. And then after that second time, I knew my, my, my resume was Swiss cheese. I wasn't getting back into corporate. I tried, but I wasn't getting back. And, you know, I thank God for unanswered prayers because I was forced to, to, to build a business and I was forced to do what I had always wanted to do anyway. And what I learned from that experience is I can, I can count on myself. I can trust myself. My back's up against the wall. I'm I'm not going down. I'm not I'm not I'm not going down. I will I will succeed. So, I I want to push on that just a little bit because I think for a lot of my journey and I'll speak for myself, the ability to always figure the fuck out mm-hmm. it's been one of the things that's actually held me back the most in life. And here's why. Always being able to figure it out means I didn't have to push myself. I didn't have to mm-hmm. go. I'll, I'll figure it the fuck out, right? And so I came at it from the completely opposite end of the spectrum. Then you're you're looking at it like, well, fuck, you know, I got this. No matter what, we're going to fucking rock and roll this. And literally most of my life, every time I got to, well, I'll figure it the fuck out, it was literally me putting on the brakes in life. Mm. Right? So so it's it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, let me let me... I'll talk about a little bit of my mental and emotional transition. When I started my business, it was, it was all about, there's a, there was an old punk rock band called me first and a gimme gimme's. It was a, it was a collaborative, but, but my business was very much me first and a gimme gimme's what's in it for me. What's in it for me. Make a sale, make a sale, money, 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 money. And and that'll drive you until you're comfortable. Right. Materially. But then when you make that switch and say, okay, my business is no longer about my own welfare, my own benefit. Let's go out and make a fucking difference in the world. Let's go out and let's go out and make some impact. Let's go out and change some lives. Let's go out and help people see from my perspective, you know, let's go help people see why they're stuck and why they're in survival mode and help them make that transition. And now what drives me every day to wake up is to make a difference in the world and, and leave the world a better place than I, than, you know, I found it. And I don't care. I, I, I you know, I made a, a, a social media post one time. I said, you know what I want the world to remember, how I want the world to remember me. I said, I don't want them 
to remember me. Live your fucking life. Like, enjoy your life. But I do want to make your life better, you know, after I'm gone. That's the whole point. I just, I don't want to leave a legacy. I just literally want to leave shockwaves in the world where the world is better because I existed and because I lived. And, and I have no problem saying that when I'm in a speaking engagement, when I'm in front of a crowd, it's like, look, I, do you want to see what belief in yourself and, and, and personal significance and, and, you know, like self-worth and self-value? Because I didn't have those for the first 43, 44 years. I didn't have any of that. That's why I was 300 pounds suicidal and drinking like crazy and abusive using my family, right? I didn't have any self-esteem. I didn't have any self-worth. I didn't have any self-love. I didn't have any self-respect. But I, when I'm speaking, I say, you want to you see what it feels like or see what it looks like? This world is better because I am here. This world is better because of my life. This world is better because I make a fucking difference. This world is better because of me. And, and that's not like ego or arrogance. That's just fucking truth. I always leave people better than I found them. And guys, that, that's what I wake up for every day. It used to be about money. And when it's all about you, it's always going to be unfulfilling. It's always going to be unfil unfulfilling. There's always going to be a struggle. But when you make that switch to take it, a, to, to make it less about you, more about other people, you're going to win every fucking day. I guarantee you. Fucking love that, dude. Mike, man, we could sit down and talk to you for probably a couple more hours diving into this shit, man. I, I really appreciate you peeling back the layers and some of this stuff. And and seriously, thanks for giving some of the the tacticals in there, man. Yeah. Um, how do people find you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah. Find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, a uh, little bit on Instagram, a little bit of TikTok. I mean, we don't do, I don't do a whole lot on social media. Oh, so you're doing dances on TikTok? Uh, no dances. No, no, no dances. Yeah. You're going to find, you're going to find more content than dancing, but uh, a little bit, not a whole lot. Um, we're actually ramping up that game a little bit, but um, my, my website is inner wealth global. My company is inner wealth global. I N N E R inner wealth global. And, and uh, our, man, our mission is to help as many people move from survival mode uh, to uh, to creation mode and, and make the world a more loving place, man, because when we get out of survival mode and we do get into creation mode, this world is a better place because of, of us and our lives and our talents and our gifts. And, and that's when everybody, you know, everybody just loves when you're around. Love that, dude. Guys, go find Mike Kitko on social media. I mean the world to him. Dude, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Man, I fucking that was that was a powerful damn conversation. I love sitting down with Mike. I, I freaking that dude had me riled the fuck up. And I love you know when when somebody can bring the energy like that, and you know uh, th that's how I hope I show up when I speak. Is is it fires everybody up else up around you? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you thought you were going to try and stump me with that one question right in the middle. No, it wasn't even a stump. That really wasn't a, a stump. That was a hundred percent. I knew that if you could articulate what he just said, that it would be impactful for others. And that's what I was really looking for. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just wanted to give you crap. I'm like, oh, I love it. Oh, let's, let's make Kevin talk about woo stuff in front of an audience <laughs> without warning him that he's going to do this. This, this will be right? entertaining for everyone. So, <laughs> so you know, the, the biggest thing that I'm going to use from this is we have a number that we keep stacking up against uh, an SEN. And then every time we get close to that number, we seem to dip down. And so I'm really going to spend some time going, OK, what is I'll even throw it out there. What's my fear of that particular number? Why do I most likely self-sabotage? you know, the company of some sort when we get close to that number and figure out ways to creatively, 
you know, shrink the number, you know, understanding what my fear is, what happens if we get over that number? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, that was the number that popped into my head too. that whole thing that we're fighting with and, and hitting over that milestone. And part of it was, you know, the, the asking the whys wasn't just like, why am I afraid of that? But why are we sabotaging? And almost like, what are we actually doing that's sabotaging? What is the, what's the physical? Ooh, I like that you took what's, that tactical like that. What's the physical manifestation of that fear? What are, what are, what's the action we're taking that's screwing everything up? Uh, and that's causing us to have to keep going through that loop and then being able to ask why on what that is. And yeah. then figure out, all right, so why do I do that? What is causing me to do take this action? Um, and and I, I think that's the big thing because that's what's going to focus it on me. Because if I ask myself, why am I afraid of of number X? And we like, well, I'm not. <laughs> so I need, <laughs> I, I need something else to frame it in to make me think about, all right, so why am I doing this? What is the yeah. thing that we're doing that's actually the sabotage uh, that, that I can now ask why? Why is that a thing? Why are we doing yeah. that? So That's huge. The, the second thing that he threw out, a, uh, it was a really quick statement, but I wrote it down. It said, uh, procrastination is called by the fear of the difficult emotion. And so when I'm putting something off, I want to start asking very specifically, okay, what emotion am I trying not to feel here? Yep. You know, so I can fucking explore specifically, you know, what am I trying to avoid? What do you, what am I trying to get off my plate so I can, uh, explore why the fuck I don't want to feel that emotion. Yeah. And for me, that's going to be, uh, I'm going to keep that focused on social media, you know, cause my big rock for the quarter that we're working on is, uh, is I'm going to post three times a week on social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And, you know, why do I, why is that the thing when I'm busy that I procrastinate and I put off? Why, you know, what is, why, you know, because that's the one. For the procrastination, that is the big thing that gets procrastinated. And I looked at it last night, it's like, well, fuck, I didn't do it again uh, because I did all these other things. And I was like, oh, I got a ton of stuff done except the one thing I wanted to get done today. Yeah. Fucking crazy. So, um, I, Love that we get an opportunity to invite these fucking experts in and grill us. If that almost felt like a grilling session, which I enjoyed the fuck out of, uh, and and but be able to take our own takeaways from it and be able to look at okay, how do we apply this shit yep. moving forward? So, guys, if you got any value out of this, you know, do us a favor, please like, comment, and share this out. Um, do us even a cooler favor. If you got like this episode, take a screenshot, uh, on your phone where you listen to it or wherever you listen to this and post that out on social media, tag us, man. Cause we will jump in and we will comment those in a heartbeat, uh, and make sure you are subscribed to the show. So, man, thanks for hanging out with us as always and love you. Mean it. See you. Bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey, 
that are looking for the same advice you are, maybe they've been through it, and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.